0: Hello and welcome to Every Day with an Angel. I'm Natasha Venter. I am a multi-life intuitive. I am one who is here to support you in life. I'm a spiritual counselor. I'm also one that... Um, as an energy seeer, a medium. I love to support you going through life and I'm, a, you know, I, I love to speak. And if you haven't noticed this, I'm on a lot of different things. And so, um, my mini shows, my mini videos are now, um, uh, every day with an angel minis, uh, po- for the podcast, because how can you be every day with an angel and not necessarily have, you know, these minis along, right? How are you going to spend every day with me if it's only you know, once a week, right? So I'm Mm -hmm. live once a week now, uh, Wednesdays at four o'clock Pacific time. And I'm so grateful for everyone to be here, who's going to be here. And so this is my wonderful, well, we've come into a friendship. We haven't had a chance to talk because we've really been busy. So we haven't been able to talk, but I was on her show. What? It was like back in june july somewhere in there somewhere Um, around there yeah yeah hi veronica and then um and so i'm getting comments on the side here i forgot to tell you that i'm getting comments on the side and and if they're pertinent comments i'll put them over but if they're just a little high but um i was on stacy's show here around july i think it was and i just we just connected, had a great conversation about life and doing things. And now I asked her to come on mine and this was the first opening that she had. Yes. <laughs> and November. then I just signed up to be on your show. Um, sometime, you know, uh, in November, uh, you know, mm-hmm. again, and yours is recorded, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. So Stacy, can you tell people a little bit about you, please? Sure. Um,
1: So my name is Stacy, and I'm a speaker, um, I'm a a coach, and I'm also an author of 20 best-selling books. And my journey uh, was a very interesting one. Um, You know, at the age of five, my parents, I actually had an ear infection and um, and a little virus, and my parents heard a gurgling sound in the other room. They came to check on me, and I was in a grandma's seizure turning blue, and they rushed me to the hospital, and I had been. They told my parents that the virus I had had traveled to my brain and had transferred over to encephalitis, and they induced me into a coma. And they said most likely, if she comes out, she'll probably be paraplegic or she'll have brain damage. So my parents were devastated by this news. And my dad, who comes from a small Greek island, um, there's like one church and one statue. And Mm -hmm. he was um, visualizing the statue. Teardrops used to fall down the statue's eyes. And he was praying to the statue. And he was uh, asking for prayers and hoping that I would be okay. And on the fourth day that, uh, that I was in a coma, I looked up and after he had prayed and I teardrop rolled from my eyes and I opened my eyes up and I asked for McDonald's French fries. And
0: <laughs> As a kid would, I hope. <laughs> As a kid would, yeah. And everyone
1: gets a kick when I tell them that. And uh, so then, you know, um, life, um, you know, I, I didn't have brain damage. I wasn't paraplegic, but I did end up with epilepsy to this day. They can't locate the scar tissue in my brain. That causes the epilepsy, um, but uh, it was a, a really it was a roller coaster ride in my life. Um, you know, I had a lot of challenges, a lot of obstacles to endure, just like everybody else. And uh, when I got into uh, college, it became more challenging because that late night studying, the stress of getting good grades. My seizures had increased, and it got to a point where I didn't even know if I was actually going to be able to finish college, and that was kind of on my bucket list. I wanted to do it, and uh, so what I did was, is um, I went to, first. I went to the library, and there was no books at all on epilepsy. There was a couple of books on the bookshelf. They were written by doctors and medical terminology, and it just went over your head if you weren't a medical doctor. So it really annoyed me and I wrote an article into the Epilepsy Foundation and I asked for that, at that time they had a magazine, I asked them to publish the, um, the letter and the letter uh, said, you know, I asked people, how do you cope with epilepsy? How do you get through it? And to my surprise, three to 400 letters around the nation and around Canada came to my home and I read these letters. I was very inspired. People poured out their heart to me. They shared their stories. And I was actually able to like, for the first time in my life realize that I wasn't alone, that there were a lot of people out there just like me that felt the same way. And Mm -hmm. I, I took all that information. I created my own little regiment and I got through college. I graduated and I went on and I worked in the city and I had a big corporate job. And then, you know, I had, um, i had uh, a seizure one day and um you know i was actually released from my position because of the seizure uh someone had saw me take a seizure they walked over me kept walking and then not shortly after i was released from my p- position and i didn't let it get to me i said you know one day i'm going to be a success one day um you know i'm gonna become the person I, who i always dreamed of becoming. And so I walked out of there with my head up high and I, I just um, I started my own little fr- freelance business and I started writing for lots of different people and I met um, people from all over. And then one day I met an herbalist and he needed a lot of research done on uh, health and he, he needed a lot of uh, holistic living research and or about herbs, supplements, mm-hmm. you know, detox. And I said, wow, a lot of these things could actually apply to my life. And I started applying things that I thought would be beneficial and my seizures went from 12 seizures to nine, eight, seven, six, five to the point where they were controlled. So, with wow. the combination of my medication, holistic living, changing my lifestyle, changing the way I ate, adding supplements, detoxing, the whole works, doing meditation, doing yoga, everything put together, my seizures actually became controlled. And um, so I, you know, I started to make a blog and start to talk about it. And I realized that, you know, this, it, it, holistic living and, and healing the body naturally can you know, apply to more than just epilepsy. It could apply to everybody. So mm-hmm. I started my blog. And I, back then it was blogger, like Google gave out a free, a free little blog to everybody who wanted it. And I started writing on that. And right away, 400 people came on, started reading it and commenting. And I was like, wow, you know, and then one day I met, a, I just happened to uh, meet a website designer, and he needed a person to write content for his websites that he was designing. He said, wow, I could really make a nice website for you. I said, oh, great, that'd be awesome. And he created this website. And it grew from 400 to 10,000 to over a hundred thousand. And it just grew and grew and grew. And before I knew it, I started, I, I said, you know, when I got all those letters, you know, I I put together, I said one day I was going to write a book when I got it because they were so inspiring. And I took, I created, I put all those letters together that I thought were really inspiring I put the regiment that I created together and I created my book, epilepsy You're not alone that actually hit a bestsellers list. And I actually rewrote it during COVID the end of the 22, because so many things had changed in the epilepsy community and it's now a bestseller in the bookstore. And, um, and so, you know, I, what really changed my life was when I got an email and I opened it up and it said, I was on the verge of suicide, but I read your your book and you gave me the momentum to want to live. I want to thank you. And that's when I realized the power of words, the wisdom of words, how, you know, what we say verbally, what we do, our actions, what we put on paper, everything has a humongous impact and how we It really does. I don't think people realize, you know, when we Mm -hmm. open our mouths verbally and we say things to other people or we put things on paper or we post things, you know, you could really be really impacting someone's life in a good way and a bad way. So you really have to be careful how we use our words. But if you want to do something really good with that, you could really change. A person's life and right then and there i realized what my purpose in life was i realized what i wanted to do with my life and i wanted to help others and that's when i went on the road and i started writing books i started writing articles i appeared on tv shows radio shows talk shows and i started talking about holistic living and then later on i talked i started to like focus on actually overcoming obstacles and rising above the chaos and gaining the courage to move forward to reach your true potential. And that's what I do right now is I do a lot of speaking events. And I I talk about that. And I talk about also, um, I also uh, do a lot of coaching also. And I started to actually do some uh, podcast coaching because (laughs) Micah podcast went to over 1 million views. And so I started to, people wanted to know how I did it. So I started started to coach on how to build a podcast. And so that's what I'm doing right now. So along with helping people overcome obstacles, I also do that. And I, you know, I, I try to just help people, you know, I, I, my most enjoyment in life is, is the, the feeling of achievement. When I help somebody, I, I feel like that's the greatest feeling in the world. And, and I realized that when that email came through and, you know, words can't even explain, you know, it's just, you know, whoever I could help, I I like, I love to be able to like help change lives. And that's what I set out my goal to do in life is to help others.
0: Well, congratulations. I mean, that's a journey in life. You know, we're all about how can we come through? I know that a lot of my story hasn't necessarily, well, the last couple of years, it's been about my health, but a lot of it was my dyslexia, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm persevering through that stumbling, you know, how can I work with it, even though it pelts me back, you know, like today I was like, there's like about five times I had a name, you know, different names that were like, all of a sudden, there's this empty space. before, And I tried to say the name, and I'm like going, either I could be hard on myself, Or I can move through it, and and you know, and just tell people, hey, today's my day where holes names are holes, (laughs) my terminology. And I'm so Mm -hmm. sorry. I'm trying to get through it. So I'm going to try to give you enough information so you come up with the name yourself, right? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) like how you know, today would be one of those days where I would probably forget my husband's name. You know, it's it's one of those things that. But how do we negotiate this? But our bodies right now are so important. Yes. People are forgetting about our bodies. Oh,
1: it's you know? so. It, yeah. it
0: is. And I know for me that the last, like, let's say three years, uh, that I, four years, I've been really going down deep into my adrenals because they be, my I, my body stopped producing hormones even, you know? Yeah. So it, I got to that point where my body was getting ready to go into to some rabbit hole, and yeah. it was giving me enough information to catch it. You yes. Know? And so the place I started was hormones. It was the simplest yeah. place to start. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out, oh, well, it's the adrenals and the thyroid that make the the hormones. So then it's that getting them started because I, I realized how much I was in fear of flight for so many years. And that's your adrenals, right? And then- <laughs> And then you know if your adrenals aren't working, which I always take the adrenals as kind of like the alternator of a car. You know, it's like it it feeds the battery, it feeds your energy, and then and then the rest of them. You know, your thyroid, and then your then I'm really noticing now. Like I've been really working on my liver for the last two years, and how integrate, interactive, interweaving it is on so many minute microscope. Levels, yeah, of how it mm-hmm. supports every organ of the body, yes. even though people don't realize that. And then, then now, since I had such a nut allergy that has has come airborne, um, and I'm I know protein, I know nuts don't have the protein to be airborne, but there's there's even a book out now for us who are hypersensitive that there's a there's a um, there's a gene that kind of goes. I'm active. I can grab onto that. I know we're allergic to that, so I'll go into that anaphylac anaphylactic analac- like, Yeah. Yeah, results of it. And so with that now I'm healing my lungs, which right. is about regrets and grief and the stories and and why are we holding on to this breath of life and and so healing, you know, that aspect is healing other things. So if you start working on your organs, it's amazing what comes up for their emotions. So, you know, and that's, and that's that holistic whole picture, you know, because if you're working on your health, you're working on your emotions. If you're working on your emotions, you're working on your health. And if you want to get out of the rabbit hole we're in, there are ways to heal it. Not everything. Right. Most everything can be healed. Exactly. I, you know, I don't think,
1: (laughs) I don't think people realize that the mind, body, and soul is all connected. So your body is constantly giving, talking to you and people don't, you know, pick up the signals. And, you know, when you're in pain, that's your, your body, um, your body is, is, is there's something wrong and inflammation is building up. And, you know, it's causing pain and it's sending a message to the brain, hey, you know, this isn't working right, you know, and and the pain begins, you know, but I think when you connect the mind, body and soul together and you start really, you know, working on how you feel and who you are as a person, when you start understanding yourself you start understanding what you need what your body needs and i always like to do meditation i think i think when you start with meditation and you start mm-hmm. really clearing the mind clearing the the, the clarity so you could be more have more clarity and fo- you could be more focused and you really start being aware of how your body reacts how your body reacts when you eat certain foods, how your body reacts when you do certain things, your stress level. You know, 71% of all illnesses are caused by stress. You know, stress breaks down the walls of the immune system, you know, and that, you know, itself can just be like a welcome mat, you know, for all illnesses mm-hmm. to come in to your body and you'll see when people are under the most stress is, is that's when they they get the, they get sick and they can and and things start to happen and um you know so there you have to learn how to deal with you know stress and that's an important issue too you know when we are you know we live in a go go society everyone's on a rush everyone feels like they need to be accomplishing so many things and everybody forgets that tomorrow's a new day And everybody tries to get everything done, you know, and they get stressed out and you have to just take everything day by day. And if things don't go your way, you have to start trying to learn how to just remember that we are humans and we do make mistakes or things don't always go as planned. And, you know, you have to just learn how to accept it and move on. And, you know, meditation is a great way of doing that, Rel- understanding, clearing your body and understanding your body and just grounding your body. And, I, you know, I'm really big on the seven chakras too and, and, you know, and being able to really align yourself. And even what you mentioned before, when you're, you know, as we get older, our hormones start to decline, just like everything else, our collagen declines, everything declines, our mm-hmm. metabolism declines, you know, our melatonin declines, everything starts to decline. So then we have to really be on top of things and really, you know, keep on track of our body. And I always tell people, go get a blood test, you know, every, every, you know, maybe three to six months, go get a full blood workout, go to a functional medicine doctor where they do different blood works than they do with regular doctors and they check out everything. They see what you're deficient in. They see what, what you need more of and what you need less of. And they can be, See things sometimes before it even starts to begin when a problem just about might be occurring, but it's not a problem yet. And, you know, keeping on top of those things could really help. And I think also diet. People don't realize, but everything we put in our body can really have a huge effect on how we feel, how we think, how we act, our energy levels. And, you know, in our society in America, we are just, the food industry, in my eyes, my personal opinion, is corrupt. You know, they think more about the dollar (laughs) bill than they do about people's health. You know, and, and, uh, you know, if you see some of the, you know, most, if you go to Europe, a lot of the foods are banded, you know, and they won't sell a lot of the Americanized foods. And there's a reason for that, because the ingredients we put in some of our foods are so hazardous to a person's body, they won't do it. And, you know, you really have to start reading ingredients. And just because something says something, there's a lot of marketing ways of of wording things and you get the wrong impression of the product, thinking it's Mm -hmm. actually good when it might not be so good. So it's really important to start reading labels. You know, when your body, you put something, a substance in your body and, and your body doesn't know what it is, it can't break it down. So what it does is it stores it. So if your body is storing toxins and it's completely storing toxins, your your you have your body is full of toxins it's slowing down your organs it's slowing down your your Everything in your body, from healing to thinking to you know functioning properly, your overall health, your overall well-being, and it plays a humongous role on on how you feel. You know your you know your longevity, everything. So you really have to you know you know I always like to for me personally, I always like to detox and cleanse my body, and and I like to you know because even the air you breathe, if you go outside. The air is full of toxins, you know, mm-hmm. just from the environment itself. So you really have to start learning different ways, healthy ways, you know, just don't go through, read through these, you know, fad diets on Google, really, you know, learn what are the good ways of detoxifying your body, you know, and, and cleansing the body, exercising. You don't have to be an exercise fiend, you know, but you can, you know, 15 minutes of walking is, is great for the body. Just getting the blood to circulate, you know, could help mm-hmm. with aches and Pains, you know and even hormones when you when you get older you're, you start producing less hormones both men and women and a lot of problems occur, you know, mm-hmm. and the insomnia, um, you know, low libido, whole bunch of things, erectile dysfunction, mood swings, energy, you know, and you go through the whole the going whole going
0: from yeah, going from uh, clammy to hot to to yes. I hot mean, just, mm-hmm. yeah, just that whole yo-yo effect is is about that. And I know I listened to this one. Um, Chiropractor doctor on on YouTube and he just does mm-hmm. little short videos but you know it's like you hear so much on on different YouTube channels and stuff like that but that's the one thing that I I like is is that I listen to somebody and sometimes what they're saying has some truth to it for me but I yeah. go oh. Oh, okay. Because I know that the universe talks to us, being intuitive, yeah. through different things. And so like yeah. all of a sudden I started getting like different videos that were talking about fish oil. Mm-hmm. You know? And and it and it wasn't necessarily that I, I understand, you know, when you start watching something, then you know, the algorithms and you know, all that. I, I get that. I do get that. But there was something in my body that was saying, wait a minute, I'm not getting enough of dot dot dot. Right. And I started asking the question, body, do you want fish oil? You know, the cod liver, fish oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You yeah. know, so I started checking in and then, then I was like going D I need D. Okay. But my chiropractor has a really good D with some K. And I was yeah. like, I'm noticing that my body is asking for those little The little vitamins that aren't, you know, like you can take B's and D's and stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. looking for the the D with this, or the the B that has this, this, and this in it, or the, you know. So I'm like starting to take these things that are like, I'm noticing my eyes are changing.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm actually getting my sight back.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're getting, it's improving. Well, they have great, they have great vitamins and supplements that have a combination, like a combo blend of all the vitamins and, and, and minerals that your eyes need essentially. Mm -hmm. And you could, you could notice, I've noticed when I've taken certain supplements, you know, for my eyes, I've noticed an improvement because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're feeding your body the what it might be deficient in. And, you know, you can definitely notice an improvement sometimes when you ha- you take the right vitamins and supplements and minerals.
0: Exactly. I know that my, um, I have someone in my life that was like, why are you taking my vitamins? If you eat a good basic menu, you know, uh, good basic meals, you shouldn't need vitamins. And I'm going, I can agree with that statement. The thing is though, my body went through the ringer. Yeah. And I'm coming from from zero in mm-hmm. a way, it, literally not producing hormones, right? Coming yeah. from basically zero. I need the stuff to build me up. Right. And like I told him, I said, even if it's the placebo effect, this is the best I've ever felt. So what the hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, you, you... you, you know.
1: Food, you know, food food does supply us with a lot of proteins and nutrients and antioxidants and stuff like that. But there are certain things that we can't get get enough of just through Mm -hmm. food. We need like different vitamins and supplements and 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 minerals because you know antioxidants like you find those in blueberries. Do you know how many blueberries you would need to eat to get a sufficient amount of (laughs) antioxidants? (laughs) you know, so you have to think of it in that sense. So you do, you know, supplements and vitamins and minerals are are good to have in your diet. And that's why it's good to get blood tests. So you know, which ones you should be taking and which ones you don't really need. But vitamin D, zinc, um, you know, uh, those are, those are great to have in your daily yeah, diet, you know, that they, there are a lot of brands of vitamins out there that are are good, that, you know, are, are for people, you know, in their middle ages and their younger mm-hmm. ages, and they make it just specially, specifically for what age group you're in, because at different age groups, you need different amount
0: of quantities. Exactly. And the one thing that I would um, understand, you know, my dad was a chiropractor. And mm-hmm. so we learned about who makes vitamins makes a big difference. So oh, yeah. I'm just going to make a little short little commercial here. Check in to who's making your vitamins to know how 100%. true your vitamins are. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go on a, ho- a soapbox about that, but I just want to give people that information. Oh, 100%. Check, it, check in to where some of the main, um, main, uh, Companies, the main labels, yes. are made from uh, pharmace- pharmaceutical people, mm-hmm. and they're all about money, not about health. Yeah. So the the grade of vitamin D might not be the best. The grade of vitamin A might not be the best. So um, or B's, you know, B's are very important and magnesium.
1: Oh magnesium.
0: Most people are magnesium deficient.
1: So it's important yes. to get, a, you know, the right amount of magnesium because your body needs magnesium in order to function well. And most people are deficient in it. And yeah, my husband's a chiropractor, also. So, you know, we were always very aware of what kind of vitamins, because a lot of vitamins and a lot of you know, supplements, even they 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 trick you by putting fillers in. And mm-hmm. you're actually you're paying, let's say you're paying for a vitamin B but they have all these different fillers and they are giving you just a small quantity of vitamin B and that's what you're really paying for. So you should turn over that label. And I always say, if you can't pronounce it, don't take it because it's not not good for you if you can't pronounce it.
0: Exactly. And that's why, like, even if I eat sour cream, even if it's the, even if it's, if it's sour cream is the only ingredient, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's not the, the less fat or, or all that, but it's, it's, less product, I'm getting a truer product. And there's been conversations, I use butter, you know, Mm -hmm. and there was conversations about, well, shouldn't we use, butter has a lot of fats in it. But what fats? There's a better fat. There's a lot of, I mean, yeah, there's going to be the saturated fats. There's going to be the the not so good fats, but there's some, there's also good fats in the, in good butter, you know? So it's that fine line between, you're going to have a little bit of this with a little bit of that, but that's life is you right. have a little bit of the not so what good with the you know and it's not a, you know we're not trying to talk to you about um uh you know and I actually didn't even think this conversation was going to be about this kind of thing but i i said we never know where this conversation is going to go <laughs> in the comments right or in the in the description that you know when you're talking about this we're going to have to have a little bit of this with a little bit of that yeah. yeah that like uh, like somebody was saying the 80 20, you know, do something more 80 percent better so you can have the 20 percent right. going out to eat at Chinese restaurants or or the Mexican restaurants or whatever you're right. going to go to, you know, but but balance it out so that you can right. feel because I'm noticing like I ate something and I'm like going. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have eaten that, right? But at the same time, though, my body's healing enough that I can recoup from doing that. I'm not going down the rabbit hole as much yeah. as I used to be. I'm I'm actually able to kind of lift myself back up again. And you know, so listening to your body. So, do you have an understanding how your body talks to you? Do you? Can, oh, can you can, yeah. Can you give some definitions on how how can somebody who who doesn't know how to listen to their body um start knowing oh that's a sign my body's talking to
1: me i think you have to understand you know start looking at when you do things how how is your body responding you know and i tell people too you can make a little journal if if you're a newbie you know like Okay. Let's, for instance, we're talking about food. If you get really tired, like some people, they, they eat a meal and then they want to go to sleep afterwards. That's because your body's having a hard time breaking it down and your body's working double time to break it down. So it, it, those foods aren't probably that good for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you're getting stomach cramps, or if you're getting, you know, um, you know, your body is might be telling you that maybe these foods aren't so good for you, you know, or even if you have constipation, maybe you're not getting enough of water, you know, if you're feeling, you know, fatigue, you know, why are you feeling fatigue, you know, you know, you could have low hormones, you could be overdoing it. you are you stressed? You know you have to start really thinking about why your body's feeling the way it is, and where are those those symptoms coming from and what part of the body you know, where are you feeling it? Because, you know, it, it, your body talks to you in different ways. And, and sometimes you just get messages too. your body is just telling you and just things pop into your head and you have to go with it. You know, there's a reason why, you know, I always believe the universe talks to us and we have to really listen mm-hmm. and they, you know, and, our, and it, you know, it sends us signs and we have to be aware of those signs. And one of them could be the way our body feels, the messages we get in our heads, you know, you know, just like, you know, I don't, Believe So much in coincidences, I think, you know, things always happen for a reason. And, you know, we have to really start, you know, thinking about things, you know, why am I getting shoulder pain? Am I doing too much? As You know, are the weight on my shoulders, you know, they say when you have too much weight on your shoulders, mm-hmm. if you're carrying too much stress, you know, maybe that could be it. Or, you know, maybe it could be something else, you know, you gotta, you have to really examine yourself and examine your body and see what your body likes and what it dislikes and what's working and what's not working, you know, no matter what age you are, you should be feeling good. You should be feeling energetic. You should be happy. You, should, you know, and if you're not, then there's things in your life that need some tweaks and you have to reevaluate yourself and reevaluate your body, your mind, you know, and your spirit, you know, and everything, you know, it's the way we, the way we eat, the way we think, you know, retrain in the brain, you know, we, we get into really bad habits. We get in, 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 in life, like not always on, we don't do it on purpose, but you know, we might see the way we grow up and we carry those same traits or we just might like something and it might not be good for us, but we've been doing it for so long. It's just become habit, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes those habits are hard to, to break. So, you know, and when you realize they're really not benefiting you and you realize that you're not going in a good direction, you have to kind of retrain the brain slowly to do it differently. Like I cut sugar out of my diet. That was hard. I felt like a heroin addict, you know, I was was like, (laughs) <laughs> i did i was like i want my sugar you know it was like i stopped using it in coffee i was drinking my coffee black i stopped you know the sweets I, I was you know and you did it i did it gradually i didn't just do it on one day but you know it was hard you know and now when i eat something sugary i don't like the taste of it i can taste right away if it has too much sugar in it and i don't want it but mm-hmm. going through it it even put me through like a mood swing you know i was like i was like really antsy antsy you know and it's like you know sometimes you have to try to break the habits and, and, you know, and do what's best for your body.
0: Exactly. Well, for me, like I was going through where almost for several, I would say for a good year, I was having these low grade migraines, you yeah. know, I could still function. And I was like, what is going on? I was working on my hormones. I was doing better. And I was taking my, my, um, liver was really detoxing and so I was limiting my few fu- my food out quite yeah. a bit but out of habit mm-hmm. I was eating certain things so like I was eating corn chips for a while mm-hmm. and then because I I'm I'm not a necessarily I don't have a wide range of food I eat. I'm right. I'm right out there. I'm a picky eater. I don't even mm-hmm. like pepper. It's too spicy for me. So it's like mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things. But I was noticing that I was feeling headachy. Well, I stopped eating corn because my ears were starting to hurt. You know, that's Your how my, corn. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my allergen came up where I felt like I had ear infections. You mm-hmm. know, people are like going, that's an allergy. Yes. That's how my body is telling me that I get every time I eat corn, my ears instantly start hearing. And then it's almost like a lock jaw. I can't move yeah. my jaw. And then, um, I was like going, okay, that's not fun. I cut out corn, right, and so that right. felt better. And but then I moved to potatoes, potato chips, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I was having this low grade headache, and I'm like going, "What is it?" And then one day I stopped eating potatoes. I wow. Thought, Maybe that's it because I ate mashed potatoes the night before, and this morning I have a headache. And I'm like going, "Oh, when I stopped eating potatoes." my headaches basically went away but i might have been but then i would eat certain chicken and i would get headachey too and i'm like going oh it's the pesticides yeah it's the pesticides and so like we grew some potatoes and i can tell you that i'm gonna I'm eating them a little bit, right? But I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw myself into it, right? Because yeah. my body has told me no. I mean, I, right. I eat tomatoes and I break out in hives. So obviously nightshades are not my friend <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in a in a very positive way right now. Yeah. As I'm healing, I can tell you though that when I go out to eat, I can have a big potato. Right. And I just won't eat potatoes for about two to three weeks at, on either side of it. Right. So it's that finding that balance of of listening to the body and saying, Oh, okay. And and I can tell you that there's sometimes when our bodies are going through a detox. I
1: right. can't
0: do detoxes. I, I I don't do detoxes. I can't go through taking something and like I don't do smoothies. I don't do a lot of that detox. But what I can do is I can do spontaneous, um, uh, uh, where I don't eat. Right. Or I, you know, so I don't what eat. Like
1: You can have de- detox teas and, and they have like all the,
0: the mm-hmm. supplements
1: and all the, the, um, the, the healthy, um, ingredients to detox and even dandelion tea is very good for detox and things like that. If and and, and
0: thistle and and that kind of yeah. stuff. And that's the thing that I think that's my next thing is because that, that language is starting to come up to me. It's coming through different ways and it's like, okay, body, then you want the, you're at that point where we can, I was so, I was so like not working well that if I went in, would have went into detox, I would have went into throwing myself over. It was easier for me to eliminate and to to step back and to thin up what I was doing so that my body can come back to a neutrality. So then I can figure out where to go. Does that make sense? So sometimes- Sometimes people want to jump in onto this ship or jump onto that ship. And sometimes we can't jump. We have to, we have to step because our bodies are very sensitive. They are. I mean, and they want to heal. Our bodies want to heal. Oh, 100%. And so if you give it a chance, guess what? There's an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I know that almost like almost a month, all I ate was celery and peanut butter. That's all my body really wanted was celery and peanut My husband was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking vitamins. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But my body basically wants just what was in celery. Right. And then the and I, I do the Adam's peanut butters. It's literally just peanuts. And then I add my own organic or the, the local honey from the whole, local yeah. And so I'll add those two in. So it was like. Just peanut butter and just honey with celery, and so it was very simple. It was a very simple way to negotiate going through things. So, yeah, it, it's time for us to wake up because when we're—I know a lot of people are waking up to a spiritual path. Mm-hmm. They forget the body wakes up to that spiritual path just as much oh, as they yeah. do. Okay, yeah, for sure. So let's yeah. go down. Let's go down that little bit of a rabbit hole. That mm-hmm. you know, uh, last week's show was about rabbit holes, so let's go down. <laughs> let's go down that spiritual path and what happens to our understandings. Because I know that you've come through that path very well yeah. with your awakening, and I've always been on a spiritual path. So my my journey has been a little bit different than a lot of other people. So you know, can you talk a little bit about how your body woke up as your spiritual path awoken?
1: Yeah. I've I've always been a very spiritual person. I've always had, you know, I've always had a strong tie with the universe and I've always, you know, meditated and I've always done, I've done yoga and I really paid attention to what my body does and how it functions and the thoughts I would get in my head or the the signs I would get, you know, I would look around and, you know, I, I would symbolize, I would see different symbols, even if, if a blackbird flew around me, you know, like, and very close to me, like I'll say, you know, one time when my, one of my um, family members had passed, you know, a black bird a very large black bird came by me and just flew right by me and I looked up what a, what a what the spiritual symbol of a black bird was and it was that they had crossed over to the other side. It was new beginnings mm-hmm. that they were in a better place. So, you know, I always, I was always a very spiritual person and I always liked sound therapy. I would do the singing bowls and the chakra bowls and, you know, those are very relaxing and and it really calms the body and it really gives clarity. And it also, I would notice that my spiritual awakening was getting even stronger and stronger. The more I did the chakra bowls, the more I did the meditation, Mm -hmm. the more I Aware of my inner self, and it was having to release that inner power within me because everybody carries that inner power, we all have that Mm -hmm. strength, but not everybody realizes how much power. In a good way that we have you know and they don't know how to use it and you know and one of the things i always say is that we have to learn how to accept ourselves for who we are once we accept ourselves for who we are and we learn to love ourselves stop comparing yourself to everybody else and to focus on you do you love yourself when you look in the mirror are you happy with who you see if you're not what can we do to make yourself Mm -hmm. feel better as a person start creating short-term goals start creating long-term goals and then start thinking of things you could do to get to that place where you're going to be happy with yourself and meditation was always a great way and i also used to like to use music i would have you know certain types of music on and a lot of times when i had music on Like words would just pour into my head, and it was just like somebody was talking to me. So Mm -hmm. I really attention to all those things. And I really, you know, started to really listen to the signals that my body was giving me the signals that my mind was giving me. I constantly worked on change and positivity and communication was key, you know, and, and also gratitude. You know, I think with everything that happens in life, every negative thing that happens, we could always pull something positive from it. Everything's a learned experience in my book and it strengthens us when we go through obstacles and it's to how do we use that strength and how do we move forward and you know that's what I teach to a lot of people too and you know and really understanding who we are as a person and then really learn to love ourselves and build that self-esteem because once you start accomplishing those little goals I was telling you about you're going to start feeling good about yourself and your self-esteem is going to get higher and you're going to get stronger and then you're going to realize hey I'm a great person. I could, I could be this person, you know, you know, what's your true potential in life? Who do you want to be? You know, it's never too late. Some people say, ah, oh, it's too late. No, it's not. You know, I had a 70 year old woman doing yoga in my yoga class next to me. If she could do it, I could do it. And I think she did better than I did. And I'm looking at her and I'm puffing and puffing and, and, you know, we're doing hot yoga in a really hot room and, and she's going at it. Like, it's like this. And I'm like, you know, with the hot heat and she's just go, going at it and going at it. I'm like, she could do it. I could do it. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to believe in yourself. And it's having that faith, that courage, wisdom, strength and hope, and just having the ability to believe in yourself and to really listen to those signals. You know, there was a gentleman on my show and he, he talked about, you know, how, um, I believe he called it the emotional code. And he talked about how, you know, our bodies are constantly, you know, giving, telling us what's wrong. And it's and he wrote a book about how to listen to your body and to how to understand what your body is telling you and why it's telling you these things mm-hmm. and where it's coming from and, you know, and, and the true meaning behind it. And it's really, you know, I, I had several people on my show come and they were experts in that field. So it was, there's a lot of research, you know, it, you know, our bodies give us signals and it's those reasons there's, there's reasons to back up why our body gives us these signals and what they mean and, you know, and how we could actually help our bodies. And it's really, you know, you have to really think of yourself, you know, as, you know, put yourself on a plateau and really care for yourself. We're not machines we're not robots we're human beings and we have to treat ourselves with love and care just like you would do with a puppy you have to treat Mm -hmm. yourself like that and i believe i'm a big believer in self-love taking the time to take time for yourself to learn to love yourself learn to do things for yourself quiet walks take some baths you know journal i love journaling sometimes you could just things just pour out of you you know and sometimes those repressed emotions can come rising up and you could just write it down and no one's going to see it but you and to take away the negativity in your life is so important get those negative people out of your life as much as you may like them they might be they might be great people but they carry a lot of negativity mm-hmm. and when people a lot of negativity you have to make a choice you have to say all right they're draining me you know because when you're around negative people their energy becomes your yours yes And, and you can feel the draining feeling when you're around negative people and you have to make that decision do i want to feel good do i want to feel energetic do i want to do i want to move forward and you might have to distance yourself that doesn't mean you x the person out You just might have to keep your distance and really focus and put yourself around a group of people, you know, are going to fill you with positive energy and pump you up. And when you fall, you know, they're going to catch you and, you know, and really start to build a lifestyle around positivity and being, having gratitude, you know, people, people, we take things for granted, especially in our country the littlest things, you know, that that get taken away from us. We don't realize how important they are until they actually get taken away. So really. gratitude for every little thing in our lives and the people in our lives. You know, sometimes we get so used to having certain people around us that we take it for granted, but God forbid if that person leaves or that person, something happens, you know, you have to really learn how to have, just take it. You live in the now is what I call it. And and really be have gratitude that you, we have these things in our lives and we have these people in our lives and to show some kindness and warmth and love. You know, saying a few nice words to even a stranger can make a person's day you know, a compliment on something, you know, or just, you know, say something about their smile. And, you know, you could change your whole person's, you know, view and momentum for that whole entire day, just by saying a few nice words, you know, hatred doesn't get us anywhere, you know, kindness does. And when people say hateful things towards you, or if they say things that really upset you, it's you're not you with the problem, it's them with the problem. And those are the people you have to distance yourself from.
0: Exactly. And you know, while you were talking about that, I got the intuitive hit that, you know, that a lot of our country or our earth, that they're, you know, like people say that a lot of our stuff is the first world problems, you know, yeah. that people who don't have food, who don't have this and don't have that. But I can probably tell you, this is, I just got this big aha while you're saying that. And I'm just going to speak here. <laughs> That, you know, that a lot of those people are going through so much that they don't have the ability to go through their emotions. Yeah. What would be the perspective that if us as the U.S., you know, because there's different parts of the of the world that represent different organs and different situations, right? Yeah. That what would happen if us in the U.S. had the luxury of dealing with our emotions so the world can process emotions?
1: I you know, that would be amazing. You know, I think the one thing we lack is coping skills. We don't teach people how to cope.
0: No, we don't. No. But there there again though, what even though we we may not have to, I mean, I there's a lot of our country in the US and, and in Canada do struggle with food, clean water. I'm not trying to disown that. But yeah. there's but there's enough of us that live in the city and have better lives that if mm-hmm. we learned our coping skills and started dealing with our emotions what could we do for the world if we start process because if one processes emotions then everyone can process emotions and what would we do for our world if we were uh, you know because a lot of people disown just disho- you know they just kind of oh this is a wor- first world problem i don't want to think about grief in that way you know this yeah. is a first world problem i don't want to think about my car breaking down you know it's like that's all a first world problem but yeah. what happens if we're able to negotiate those emotions because we're meant to deal with those emotions so that the people in let's say Africa that are are starving right now that can't don't have the time because they're in survival so much deal yeah. with things. You know, why we're here for a reason. Every yes. one of us is here for a reason. And like my girlfriend who, who's, you know, stays in, in, you know, she's older, she stays in her house a little bit more. Maybe that is the why that we have so many people who stay in their homes and just sit there because they're able to process through life in a little different way so that people over in, you know, in India who are struggling with life can deal with their emotions You know, I've always heard people saying that they that they um are holding space for people in this world. And it's like, wow, they really are. They really are giving opportunity a chance. And so, but then we still have to take care of our bodies because we it's it's the it's a healthy I with the healthy we, right? It's the healthy I with the happy
1: we. We really need to learn how to give back because that's what it's all about. It's not taking, taking, taking. It's Mm-mm. learning how to give back, you know. And if if everybody could just give a little bit to somebody, the world would be such a better place. And if we learn to like not be so judgmental and labelize and stigmatize people, the world would be an amazing place because we are, you know, we come from a society where there's so much stigma stigmatization and there's so much you know judge judgment every has everyone has an opinion about everybody except for themselves and that's a great way of ignoring <laughs> the flaws within yourself and you know maybe people need to stop making judgments on others and until you walk through that person's shoes you have no right to make judgment on them and take a step back and really look at themselves and what could they do to make themselves a better person so once they become that better person they can give back to society and they can get back to the universe and 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 make people help people in ways that are profound
0: Exactly. I always uh, I work in elementary school in the morning, and and that's what I tell the kids. You don't have to be friends, but you can be friendly. Yes, you exactly. can be kind. You can be friendly. You don't exactly. have you don't have to be interwoven in their life. But you can yeah. smile at them. You can say hi to them. You can even, if they bump into you, say, sorry, you know, I didn't mean to be in your way. And then they can say, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you because yeah. I was not watching where I was going. You know, it's that it's that tug and pull of of being willing to see the higher picture and the greater picture for the reason, because this is what i say is, why should I judge if I haven't done it in this lifetime, I've done it in others, you know? Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we all have done things in past lives, in oh, other yeah. lives, in future lives, whatever it is. We're all gonna do it. We're all somebody. Yes. We're all a somebody at some point. Some of us are um are street people, some people of us are, are um presidents, some people are are you know of the upper, you know, wealth, and some of us aren't in the upper wealth, you know. It doesn't matter in this lifetime we're here for this reason. And that is to to negotiate life. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it?
1: I think, you know, I think people have to realize too, we're coming into a new generation and people have to also, even the older generation, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And once a child is born, we mold that child from the moment they they come out of their womb, you know, even before then, you know, everything, you know, so we really need to really take, parenting and even mentoring, you know, seriously and really show people the right way to do things and, the, the, you know, and, and to, and and teach people, you know, not to bully and not to say bad things and not to hurt others and to give and to show more love and to show kindness and to be, you know, that, that, that person that we, that, you know, we all want everybody to be, you know, I always say, you know, treat someone like you would want someone to treat you, you know, and Mm -hmm. leave it as that. And if you don't want to be treated a certain way, then don't do it to somebody else.
0: But isn't that the sad thing, though, is we treat ourselves worse than we treat our best friends, that we may not treat nice. And so where is the perspective with that? Where is this perspective with that, that that we go into these moments where we want to be treated better, but then we don't treat ourselves better? And that's what mirrors going to mirror us what we need to work on
1: yeah i love is how we feel about ourselves as a person Mm -hmm. our self-esteem you know some people you know i i remember um talking to this person and and she had an alcoholic as a father and you know i was saying how much potential she had and she said well you know when someone tells you your whole life you're x y and z you start to believe it Mm -hmm. so really, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, when it gets to that point, it's really good to get a therapist or a coach and talk to that person and try to, to reconnect with those emotions deep down inside and get them to kind of, to, you know, get all those repressed emotions out and to learn how to really love yourself and and to move forward and to, and to heal yourself because all that is pain pain, anger, you know, anger, to depression, you know, and, and, you know, we don't, we don't want that, you know, and suicide, you see sui- so many suicides each year, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want that either. So it's really important for people to, you know, if they start to be healing, you know, if they don't feel good, and they don't see themselves improving, they can't do it by themselves, and mm-hmm. they don't know how, then they need to go for help. And it's okay to go for help. You know, everybody... You know, you see it now. People, I, I, everybody I meet, you know, has a coach. Everybody that I meet, you know, they, or they've been to a therapist and they talk, you know, so highly of a therapist, you know, um, you know, finding the right person you can connect with and, and learning how to work with that person to get to the next level, to feel good about yourself and to really reach that true potential that you have.
0: Exactly. I think it's easier now to find someone that works with you. And I know yeah. I do that kind of coaching to myself. And because of the fact that, you know, I, like I've been saying lately to my, one of my themes that I've been kind of repeating is, is we got to disrupt the disruptor, which yeah. is the old patterns that the mind likes to repeat. Yes, and so we that. have to disrupt the disruptor and, and, you know, start believing something Stop. Mm-hmm. that's not true anymore. I'm moving forward. Stop. Yes. Yes. I, I'm believing something different about myself and that is kindness. And, yes. and so with that, that, that it is, it is time to really work on what our mind is. I, I've, I've understood that some people think that, that they're dealing with their ego and actually they're dealing with their mind yeah you know and so um with that that a lot of times our ego is the one that that you know is you know getting us up on the pedestal but our mind is the actually the one that is taking us down the rabbit hole keeping us what? in a pattern keeping us in the knowings that we had from when we were growing up what what our culture has taught us to be what our religions mm-hmm. have taught us to be our mind is uh, on that um repeat um, Recorder, right? And we have to sometimes take that reel off the recorder and put on another statement, and so that we can be our better selves.
1: And you know, you can only help someone if they want to be helped. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing too. Sadly, you know, you could see someone that needs help, and you could try to reach out and help them, but if they're not willing to help themselves, then you know you can't help them, and they have to get to that point in life where they come to that that final ground where they fall flat on their face and they're like okay i i won't i don't want to feel like this anymore and then they they get themselves up and and they they look for that help or they look for that change but you know um you know usually it there's always a root cause when we feel a certain way there's always a, a root cause of why we're feeling that way and why we think that way and it's just it's it's getting to that root cause and then like you said making changes and, you know, and, and retraining the way we think.
0: Exactly. Thank you, Stacey. This has been an amazing journey. We're at the end of our hour, sadly, 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 mm-hmm. sadly. We're going to have to do this again if you're so, I know it's late for you. It's what is it? Seven now, eight o'clock for you. (laughs) And so with that, but how can people reach you? I know I have it in the, on, on, in the comment section or not in the comment, but in the um, description, but how can people reach you? They can go on uh, a stacychilemi.com and that's S T A C E
1: Y C H I L L E M I.com. And I also have another website called coachstacychilemi.com and uh, I'd be more than happy. I'm on all the social platforms, so they can find me on all the social platforms, and I'll be happy, you know, if they they contact me to help them in any way I can.
0: Well, thank you, and also, too, you can look down on my community page on my YouTube channel, and I have a video that I did with her, so that, you know, if you, there's information in that one, too, if you want to go to that.
1: I want to thank,
0: oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm offering
1: a 30 minute coaching session and, you know, for anyone that wants to, you know, know, um, talk to me and see if they want to overcome different obstacles in life or reach their true potential, or they want to do accountability coaching, you know, that they can reach me on um, coachstacychilemi.com. And, you know, we could set up a free coaching session where I could talk to them and, and help them and, and, you know, see if we can, you know, make progress.
0: Well, oh, so that sounds like a blessing. Thank you so much, Stacy. Please stick around. I'm Natasha Venter. Please um, be willing to to accept that you know this is this was a perspective that we um, shared with you. This is an idea. See what fits in your truth. See what you can come up to your greater good. Because every person is a is their journey, their personal journey. This is just a perspective to maybe stir the pot a little bit to give you a, a chance to be more successful in in the greater health of you, mentally, physically, spiritual, spiritually, and um uh. Veronica says, thank you, Natasha and Stacy. Thank you, Veronica, for, for being. She's one of my, she's a good friend and has been a client of mine for many, many years. Um, and, you know, as we're going forward, life is happening. And please don't try to do it alone. If you can't, you yeah. know, reach out. And I know for me, I like to do my spiritual counseling with people. And I'm actually, yeah. you know, getting some great results with a lot of the sessions that I'm having lately because people are willing to, walk towards the healing avenue they and, are and they what are. a blessing that is i i'm just so excited for people's journey you know to do better so you can reach me at angelic clarifications.com thank you again stacy see you okay. next you. wednesday at yes. um four o'clock pacific time on every day mm-hmm. with an angel and um stacy's shows come out on her youtube channel also um and you can go to there Regan's back next week. So I'm going to have Regan back with me next Wednesday to start our every Wednesday or every third Wednesday of the month. Looking forward to seeing him again. So blessings to all. And um, we will see you later. Bye now.
1: Bye-bye.